0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live.
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you're listening to the Sunday Twilight Show with Maud. It is 5 p.m. on Sunday, the 11th of September, and you can join me using the chat function. We can discuss today's topic, which is Good afternoon, fellow educators and dear listeners. This is my 16th radio show as a hostess, and I'm utterly delighted to share this experience in your company. First, I have to introduce myself. I'm a French citizen of French and West African ancestry. I have lived in the United Kingdom since 2008, and I'm a professional educator. I currently work in a secondary state school in North London, where I teach languages as well as humanities. I teach Spanish, French, history, and geography. I also have experience as a teacher in a charity sector. You can follow me on Twitter, at profprofmfl. All views are my own. So today, dear listeners, I want to focus on one topic that is relevant to me as an educator and personally in my daily working life. This discussion will both be on the topic of how to support teaching assistants in the modern foreign languages classroom. So this is mostly relevant to language teachers and educators parents of children who are learning languages in the UK, administrative team, SLT, senior leadership team, and people working in budgeting, as well as human resources in the education sector. Now, first I need to remind all potential listeners who the teaching assistant is exactly. So a teaching assistant is an essential member of the teaching community, who has an important role as well in the classroom as outside the classroom. The teaching assistant, the acronym is TA, so the TA spends a lot of time liaising with teachers and also the pastoral staff. And I wanted to talk about the importance of the role of the TA and how to support our teaching assistants when they have to come to a language classroom, because it's a very specific set of skills that is needed to uh, be able to teach in a language classroom. But first I wanted to share my experience as a TA. I was a language teaching assistant. Um, it was uh, via a scheme by the British Council. I ended up spending a a whole academic year in a state school in Bristol and then later on in a private school in Ascot. As a language teaching assistant, I had uh, some very specific tasks to do to help the language teacher. Now, this is a very specific role. I have now to deal with some teaching assistants who are not language teaching assistants which means that they do not speak or they haven't ever learned the language that we are working on in the classroom so this creates a very different sort of situation so in order to understand who the TA is we need to do a bit of profiling so profiling the teaching assistant i would like to focus on the importance of the relationship between the teacher and the teaching assistant. So, in a lot of situations that we see or encounter in UK schools, the teaching assistant is usually someone who hasn't got a teaching qualification, maybe someone who is considering getting a teaching qualification or someone who has a teaching qualification but doesn't want to have the role of the teacher for many many reasons. In any case, it is someone who enjoys working with children and who is willing to work and support learning. So being a teaching assistant has many advantages. You have a shorter working day, you don't need to come as early as some of the teachers, you do not need to do any printing, you don't need You do not need to do any marking. You do not need to do any lesson planning. The cons cons are that you do not have the same pay. Now, the pros are that you have as many holidays as the children and, and as the teachers. Some teaching assistants are on a voluntary basis. They're working on a voluntary basis and others are employed. I think the majority of teaching assistants are employed in the United Kingdom. But what I want to focus on is the very specific aspect between teacher and TA. They are a team, they need to work together. So in some ways, they are two sides of the teaching gold coin. So I believe that professional skills are important. And an expertise is the epitome of having a career. It's what makes a career. So whether we want to have a TA who becomes a teacher or a TA who is very happy to stay a TA, it is really important to develop the role of the TA, the teaching assistant, and offer the teaching assistant new tools to add to his or her teacher, teaching assistant toolbox so today we're going to focus on finding useful resources for the ta how to position yourself when you're a teaching assistant in a classroom particularly in the language classroom and how to navigate social interactions with ease with the teacher and with the students so if we profile our teaching assistant in a classroom we know that the teacher has to do marking, lesson planning, has to deliver the lesson, has to think about how to improve the, the student's levels, has to organize assessments, whether they're formative and summative, and has to have exam strategies. So the teacher has way many, a lot of, a lot of duties. Now, in a classroom, the teaching assistant has a different set of duties. The teaching assistant needs to support the children in their learning. The teaching assistant needs to have a very close rapport or relationship with some of the students. The teaching assistant needs to enable the teacher to focus on their lesson delivery by maybe helping with handing out papers or making sure all the students have all that they need, the equipment they need to to be able to follow the lesson. So it might be um, reminding the students to write down their lesson, helping a student who doesn't understand the, the task, or it might be also just handing out the glue, the scissors, and making sure the students know how to glue papers or how to log on to their computer. But there is also a new um, task that many teaching assistants have to do, and it is applying um, specially devised strategies to support children children with special educational needs. So we do not have a teaching assistant in all the classrooms in the UK. And I, I really want to stress this out because some parents think um, that in an ideal world, there is a TA in every classroom. This is not the case. There isn't a teaching assistant in all the classrooms. Now, very often when we have a TA allocated to a class, it's because maybe there's more than 30 students per class, which is usually the limit, or because there's a number of children with special educational needs. Now, I do have to identify three non-exhaustive categories to define the different teaching assistants i encounter in my classrooms the teaching assistant who is a native speaker so that's a very specific teaching assistant it's someone who is born in a country and has learned the language that I am teaching in my classroom. So in my specific case, it would be a a teaching assistant who was born in either a Spanish-speaking country or a French-speaking country. So the benefits of having a native speaker as a language teaching assistant is that I'm gonna have someone who can use the target language, which is French or Spanish. Someone who is um, obviously fluent, at ease with the language, And it is also someone who has experience of the language I'm teaching and someone who knows a lot about the culture. A lot of the time, a language teaching assistant has been hired via the British Council program, but some schools do it independently or by using an agency. So that's the first language teaching assistant you might encounter. So let's call that person someone who is a specialist of the language just because it's their mother tongue. It does not mean that person is a trained teacher. And it doesn't mean that this person is uh, able to lead a class and to, to teach a class on their own. Now, another type of teaching assistant we might encounter is the bilingual speaker. So that teaching assistant might not speak the language I'm teaching in my MFL classroom. It might be a teaching assistant who is Greek or Polish and speaks fluent Greek or Polish. Now, that bilingual teaching assistant might be very, very good at learning a language. So that person is equipped with transferable skills. They might know exactly how difficult it is to to learn a language and they might be able to help the students by talking about their own strategies when they learned English, for instance. I happen to have a teaching assistant in my school who is a Greek national, and she learned French at school. And she's very good at French. So when she comes into my classroom to help in my French lesson, it is very easy because she understands the pitfalls of learning a language and she can really share her skills with my students. So it's a question of having a certain understanding of the difficulty of language learning. And now, it might be the case for most teaching assistants. It's a teaching assistant who is not a linguist. So this is gonna be any person who is monolingual, so likely to be a British national, or a Scottish or Irish national, or Australian national, who doesn't speak any other languages, might have done a GCSE a long time ago, but is not someone who can help with the actual language skills in the language classroom. Now, this person doesn't have the language skills I need for my language class, but it doesn't mean that this teaching assistant can't help. A very important aspect of equipping children to learn, particularly a language, is to be patient, understanding, It's to have uh, also some skills at guiding and grounding and uh, to be able to give objective feedback. So the teaching assistant who doesn't speak the language I'm teaching in my classroom, as long as they're curious and they're interested in um, helping the students, they're going to foster a curiosity and this is going to help with motivating students. So that's definitely something important for my classroom. Now we've profiled the type of TA we might encounter, the bilingual TA, the native speaker TA, and the one who doesn't speak the language we're teaching. So there is a major difference in teaching languages from other subjects. In the UK, we have a specific situation where a lot of students do not see the point in learning a foreign language. Most of my students struggle with acceptance. They are not often keen on learning a language for cultural and historical reasons. Thus, if I have a teaching assistant in my classroom, it means that they're going to be faced with very specific challenges. What are the pros of having? Um, a language lesson. Well, we have a cultural, culturally rich curriculum. We offer a non-conformist, open-minded, broad understanding of the world with respect of different cultures and different norms. We focus on diversity. We broaden the mind of our students and we promote tolerance in our language classrooms. Now, we know that the students, particularly in the UK, are quite reluctant to learn a foreign language. And the reason why, the reasons why, are following. Learning a language is difficult. I'm not gonna lie, it takes a lot of time, a lot of financial investment, and a lot of effort. It's not easy, it's not cheap as well, because we have Students who, if they really want to master the language, they're going to have to travel to the country where the language is speak, spoken. And also, languages teaching is not seen as important between inverted commas as some other core subjects such as maths, physics, English. So, we suffer from a little bit less goodwill when we are trying to teach languages in the United Kingdom. So, I would like to focus on this for the next part of our explanation, but I want to dive deeper into the cultural capital. What does a teaching assistant bring to the language classroom depends on his or her profile. As I said, if you have a native speaker, that's going to be much easier. If you have a bilingual, teaching assistant, they might have a lot of skills that you can draw upon. And if you have a monolingual teaching assistant, there's still a lot of strategies we can put in place so that they can help you if you're a teacher in your modern languages classroom. Now, I just want to use a little bit of a quote because I like to pepper my presentations with some um, quotes from very famous thinkers. And I'm gonna quote Federico Fellini, who was an Italian film director and a screenwriter. So this quote is attributed to Fellini. And he said, a different language is a different vision of life. So there is a lot to say about the language classroom. This is, uh, in my opinion, when you step into a language classroom, it's like stepping into another country. It's a window open, overlooking a different landscape, a different cultural, linguistic, and um, a different different place, really. So what does the native speaker teaching assistant bring when they help me in my classroom? Well, they, br- they bring cultural knowledge. It's really important. And I experienced it when I was a teaching assistant for languages. I had to talk about my country, my experience of it, For instance, the students were really intrigued when I described school meals in France. The fact that at the canteen, everybody ate at the canteen, packed lunches were unheard of, no one ever brought a packed lunch. We all sat, uh, we all ate a three course meal with a starter, main and and sometimes cheese or salad and a pudding at every lunchtime. And we ate a very varied diet um so they were always fascinated about the food culture the french food culture children love anecdotes so if if you let them um ask questions to the teaching assistant they're gonna love it it's gonna be quirky it's gonna be weird intriguing but it's gonna be fun so the language teaching assistant has to be obviously um a good speaker has to share their experience And it creates um, a very important bonding experience that the students like having language teaching assistance, particularly as usually they're quite young. Um, You do language teaching assistance when you are in your early twenties. So you have a a different type of connection with um, the students. It's an opportunity to work on speaking skills as well. I remember having to take three or four students in a separate room and we would do conversation i would make i would ask questions that we can't do when we have a class of 30 and just one teacher so having native speaker language assistant is really 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 helpful for the speaking skills and also i remember helping uh, for marking at times when it was not obviously um for a mock exam but also i helped prepare preparing resources in a sense that i was asked by a, a teacher, language teacher, but who was not a native speaker, I was asked to just have a look and see if there was any uh, mistakes. Now with a bilingual speaker, a bilingual teaching assistant, they can bring a lot of learning techniques. Most um, bilingual teaching assistants have learned English as a second language or a third language. So they can teach our students how to deal with difficulty, how to not give up, how to use dictionary, how to memorize, having the cover and ask method for memorizing vocab. They have a lot of motivational know-how. They can say, oh, I struggled with this when I learned French or Greek at school, but I tried this to help. So they have a lot of strategies, and I would always recommend language teachers to ask their TA to share their strategies for when they learned English or other languages. These transferable skills are really important, and it is very inspiring for the students to know that the TA they they are very aware of, they, they know from their classroom in other subjects, to know that this teacher, this teaching assistant, can help them in a different way from the teacher. Now, what can the monolingual teaching assistant bring? So I really insist on the fact that the monolingual teaching assistant can really bring a lot to the modern languages classroom because they're gonna bring their curiosity and enthusiasm. A lot of my teaching assistants are very keen on being adult learner and they know the importance of languages because they have that maturity that some of our students do not have. Um, As I often say, if I got a pound every time someone said, oh, I wish I could learn French now because I don't remember it from when I did my GCSEs, I would be rich. So having an enthusiastic teaching assistant is great in the classroom because they can share that enthusiasm with the students. And I'm talking about teenagers here. Very often, motivation is one of the biggest hurdle in the language classroom. If you have a TA who is not shy, who is gonna be going for it and is gonna try to learn with you, they might demonstrate a positive attitude a good example as a good role model. So your monolingual teaching assistant might be the best gem in your language classroom. I mentioned the teacher-TA relationship and I did call it the gold coin of teaching because we have two sides, the teacher and the teaching assistant. So if you flip the coin, There is always two perspectives. There's always two sides to this coin. So I want to look at the situation with head and tail, let's say. So I want to focus on the pitfalls of having a native speaker teaching assistant, because obviously I don't want you to think that having a French native is gonna help you in your modern foreign languages classroom, because some native speakers do not understand the challenges of the of the classroom so what are the pitfalls of having a native speaker ta well i have experienced that in my own teaching is that sometimes you have a teach ta who is questioning the power um, in the classroom the teacher usually is the one leading the lesson but at times a ta might have might have might have to question that power imbalance. So, I've had the bad experience of one day being a TA, and I corrected the teacher. I didn't mean to do it, it just came out. The teacher was teaching in French, and then she used the wrong um, genre, and I just, I, because I'm so used to c- correcting students or my own children, I corrected the teacher in front of her students and i felt really awkward she she brushed it up under the carpet but i really felt like i had somehow discredited her i know it was just a little detail but we need to be aware of the power play in a classroom this is not a very equal situation you have teachers you have students there is a power dynamic so when the ta comes in it can sometimes disturb the, the layout. So shall we say, as a native TA, native speaker, you need to be really careful and avoid correcting the teacher in public. I've done it myself and I advise not to do it. Now, I also had the other situation I was a teacher and there was another TA um and she happened to have a very strong voice whereas I do not and she sang way louder than me in the language classrooms but then she sang a different version from the one I knew it was a different nursery rhyme so you have these awkward moments where you feel like your TA is is taking the relay baton and running with it so there might be a few issues about power dynamics when you have a native speaker TA. So how do we avoid that power shift? Because you don't want the teacher feeling like they are put to the side, and and we, we need to make sure everybody's working as a team. So my advice, my strategies are simple. How to avoid a power shift in the MFL classroom is, you need to have a very honest and courteous relationship. The teacher teaching assistant relationship needs to be based on honesty and courtesy at the beginning i would advise the teaching assistant to ask if feedback is welcome or not so you need to ask particularly if the language teacher is not a native speaker you need to ask them do you want me to correct you if you happen to make a mistake or not and really listen to the answer and respect it You can also offer help to the MFL teacher if they're not a native speaker. You can offer to proofread resources, or you can offer to go through the lesson slides and see if there's any mistakes in the actual language, in the grammar. You can only do that if you've been told that you're welcome to do it, because otherwise you would question that power balance and that power structure I mentioned earlier. Another thing you can do as a TA if you don't want to um, create a power shift is to offer to lead carousel activities or speaking practice. And then you would be doing some work with a small group of students and there wouldn't be that difficult uh, juggling act of having two adults working in the classroom with a group of students. If it's by organizing little groups, it might avoid this sort of confrontational situation. Now, I did say there was pros and cons of having a native speaker as a teaching assistant. I tried to find the the, the inconvenience of having a bilingual speaker as a TA, and I didn't find any, to be honest. A lot of my teaching assistants are bilingual, and they're very, very helpful. I think what you could do if you happen to have a bilingual speaker is really try to get them to have more experience and more responsibilities. So, my advice for any bilingual teaching assistant is to offer to create a community language hub. What do I mean by a community language hub? Well, it's simple. I'll give you an example. Imagine you have a teaching assistant who is a Bengali speaker so Bengali is not a language that you are teaching in your uh, modern foreign languages department but you know that there is a community of Bengali speakers in your school what can you do well it's simple you can train your TA to teach GCSE exam practice and teach the techniques you can explain to your teaching assistant, how the speaking exam is and what the requirements are. And once your TA is comfortable with the exam structure, because it's the same whether it's Urdu, Bengali, Polish, Turkish, French, Spanish, Mandarin, Hebrew, there's more than nine different languages offered uh, by most um, exam boards. So once your TA knows how to teach these speaking exam uh, skills you can let your ta have more responsibilities gather all the students who have community language skills so create a little group with your Urdu speakers your your bengali speakers and that ta can prepare them to sit for their GCSEs in a different language rather than the ones offered in the school. This is something that takes time. This is something that might require help, voluntary help from some uh, community language members, a parent, for instance, who is DBS approved and can come and help with Turkish or Urdu or Bengali. But these skills are transferable. Your TA can feel empowered to have a more productive role and this can really, lead to the creation of um, a local language department so this is really something i would advise for any bilingual teaching assistant you might have in your schools now what about the monolingual teaching assistant who is not able to speak the language you are teaching i really insist on the curiosity to learn as an adult if your ta is motivated enthusiastic and wants to learn in the classroom, it will be spread because it will, it it is contagious. So my advice is to ask a TA to model the best students behavior in the language classroom. And the best student behavior in the language classroom is a student who is repeating what the teacher says constantly, um, we call it parroting in um, language teaching. If the teacher says something in then in the language we're learning, the student repeats it. Um, It's also singing. There's a lot of singing in language classrooms. It's um, also asking the TA to model the activities and the tasks. So very often I try not to use English in my language classroom. So it means that I'm gonna spend more time explaining what we're doing only using very simple French vocabulary and French words. So if the TA is here, we can model the activity. It's much easier. I can play in a role play person A, the TA plays person B. We show the students what we what the students are supposed to do and then they can do it. So it's great to have a monolingual TA in that situation. Now, It might be unconventional, but I think one of the very good strategies a teaching assistant can apply is the playing dumb technique. What do I mean by that? I mean, the TA sometimes has to do one-on-one help while the classroom teacher is teaching. Um, And I I mean, I speak out of experience, it can be quite, distracting when you're talking to your class and then someone else is having a a discussion with one student in particular. So I would always advise the teaching assistant to make sure that they keep the volume lower when they're talking to on a one-to-one basis in the same classroom. But it's a great technique to have whether you're teaching children with special needs or not. The TA can ask the students Oh, what are we supposed to do now? What sort of of activity is it? I'm lost. What did the teacher say? And that is very helpful because the student will feel like they need to help the teaching assistant because students love to help and they will explain what the task is about or what the teacher said. So the the teaching assistant by playing dumb is making the student feel empowered because they have to explain. It's a reversal of roles. The teaching assistant pretends not to understand and then the student has to become the teacher. And also it's it's making some children who are uh, struggling with um, concentration, it's giving them a time to reassess and also to reset. So by playing dumb, the teaching assistant is giving time to the student to actually refocus on the lesson. Another very important thing that the monolingual teaching assistant can do is to give objective objective feedback. So once again, make sure you have a positive relationship with your teacher teaching assistant. You can only give feedback if you know it will be well received. Don't force the feedback if you know there's already um, a lot of sensitivity and someone who is very um, opposed to criticism or feedback. So, make sure you have a positive, honest relationship. Um, And then, if you have that good teamwork and team relationship, as a TA, if you do not speak the language, you can give instant feedback or after the lesson has happened, you can tell the teacher, I didn't understand when you explained conjugating, I think we need to go back to it and do it in a different way. And that can be invaluable feedback for the teacher and that can really help the whole classroom. Another way of supporting the teaching assistant in the MFL classroom is by developing a very useful technique called mnemonics. Mnemonics is very simple. It's how to memorize words. So, a good example is you try to remember the word cabbage in French. Cabbage is chou in French. A good way to memorize it is by making a joke, a pun, or a play on word. For instance, you would think, ah, shoe in French sounds like a shoe that I wear on my feet in English. So you picture in your head someone um, wearing a pair of cabbages instead of a pair of shoes. And that allows you to memorize that shoe means cabbage in French. So that's a mnemonics. You know what? Your monolingual TA might be very good at finding funny mnemonics that the children are going to love to remember to memorize. So that's one way of doing this. It doesn't matter if your teaching assistant doesn't speak the language that you are supposed to teach together. What matters is that they have a positive attitude, they model the best behavior for the student, they give some one-to-one help, and they also use these strategies. So I'm reminding you the strategies, there's the playing dumb strategy, and then there's all these linguistic strategies such as mnemonics and parroting and repeating. Now, the monolingual teaching assistant does not know the language you're teaching. We've, we know that, we've established that. But if you have a good teamwork, it will be irrelevant because you'll work well together. So, what would be the ideal teaching assistant? Well, I've met a few, so I'm gonna tell you how they are. My ideal teaching assistant is a positive presence who models an enthusiastic and active student at times when we do whole classwork. The ideal teaching assistant is caring and child-centered, professional, and always able to do one-to-one settings if needed. My ideal teaching assistant is a funny colleague with whom we can share the quirks of the job after a difficult day. My ideal teaching assistant is inquisitive and perceptive, and she can feel the room, and she will be able to see if a child is getting restless or is getting overwhelmed, and she will be able to take that child out of the classroom and help them have a breather and come back. Now, my ideal teacher does not need to be an expert in the subject I'm teaching. My ideal teaching assistant does not need to be the children's best friends. My ideal teaching assistant does not need to do my job. She just needs to be there and be an extra pair of hands when needed. Now, you might ask, uh, what would be the ideal teacher for the teaching assistant? And I always try to find a perspective that allows everybody to feel like they have a voice. Remember that gold coin, there's the head and tail, there's a teacher and the teaching assistant, and they both matter in the teaching um, relationship. So my ideal teacher would be someone who makes the teaching assistant feel valued and recognized. The ideal teacher always greets the teaching assistant and makes the teaching assistant feel as important as any member of staff or as any student. The ideal teacher includes the teaching assistant in the lesson. She's not left to the side. The ideal teacher thanks the teaching assistant for her help. The ideal teacher encourages the teaching assistant to get Um, opportunities to gain new skills. What does that mean? It means that a positive attitude from the teacher is someone who does not monitor the teaching assistant, does not micromanage the teaching assistant, does not belittle or patronize the teaching assistant, and doesn't only ask the teaching assistant to do little mindless tasks. You need to give a chance to your teaching assistant to be hands-on if needed so that was about the ideal but as i said earlier and a lot of parents do not realize that but we do not teach in an ideal classroom and we do not always have a teaching assistant for that matter so the main issue with a language classroom in the uk is the target language and by target I mean which language are we trying to teach. So in languages what you put in is what you get. So if you don't hear speak and think in the language you want to learn, you are not going to learn it. It's as simple as that. So my motto is immersion, immersion, immersion with a extra pinch of immersion. The cornerstone of language learning is to be able to hear the language, is to be able to speak it, and it's to be able to see it written on authentic materials. You need films, you need radio, you need podcasts, you need native speakers, you need to be in the country as often as possible to be able to reach a certain level. This means your students, And if you're a parent living in the the United Kingdom, your children need opportunities to travel and they need opportunities to stay in the countries they're traveling to. Your children need to have language assistants hired. And I applaud the British Council for setting that up. I think it's been going on for a hundred years, but it's an important thing to do. And you need to have teachers who have the time and the resources to organize school language events a competition with other other schools, and also invite specialist contributors. What about inviting a writer who writes in French or Spanish or Mandarin or Udo or Bengali? Invite him, he can show his book, he can talk about his uh, writing practice, but it's important to show the students that the language they're learning is alive. So, in the classroom, Teaching language means encouraging the children to speak that language. And this is called classroom language. So, my main target as a language teacher is to make my students speak it. How do I do that? Well, I need my TA to be there for me if she's here, or if he's here. I do have male TAs. They're rarer, but they exist. So. How to support language learning in the language classroom with a teaching assistant. So, the teacher and the teaching assistant need to work together. And they need to create a target language routine. What do I mean by that? I mean, every time the teacher and the teaching assistant are together, they need to greet each other in the language. They need to use simple words, but they need to repeat them all the time. They need to have a silence routine, so for instance, you count from 5 to 0, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, silencio, por favor, that's for Spanish. This makes the language less foreign to the student's ears, and the students are gonna be familiar with it. It means, for instance, if the teaching assistant notices that one student is misbehaving, that teaching assistant can... Uh, alert the teacher by saying, mm, no es aceptable, mira a such and such student. So that was an example in, Hispani- in Spanish that means uh, this is not acceptable, look at such and such. It will make the students familiar with the language. Every language classroom needs a strict, efficient routine with maybe broadcasting daily news in the language using that classroom language, trying to interact with each other in that language. For instance, teaching the students to use, can I go to the toilet, please, in the language. And then the TA can use it as well. The TA can model that. Having what I call my essential resources, which are a glossary with all the common words that we need in the classroom. Your students need to know how to say pen, paper, book, window, computer, table, chair, rubber, eraser, ruler, all this in the language they're learning. Also, you need to train them to ask questions in the language you're teaching them. So, no more, can I have a stick, a glue stick, miss? No, you don't want that. You want them to say it in the language. And your teaching assistant can be the one who helps you by reminding them all the time, ah ah, habla en español, por favor. Say it in Spanish, for instance. So this is a class culture and your teaching assistant can help establish that class culture. Obviously, if you organize school trips and you have your teaching assistant who is used to your method of teaching, they'll be happy maybe to join on a a school trip. So having that close teacher-teaching assistant gold coin relationship is going to be worth its weight in gold. The teaching assistant can model the use of the, t- the, the language even though they are not native speakers or even though they didn't know the language before. You'll be surprised how keen adult learners are. So if your teaching assistant wants to learn a little bit of French, they'll do it with you and then the students will feel like they have to keep up with you too. Praising in the language you're teaching is also important. Instead of saying, well done, that's good, well, ask your teaching assistant to say it in the language, such as, maravilloso, muy bien, if it's in Spanish. Now, to what extent is this useful? Well I'm hoping that first if you have a teaching assistant who comes in your language classroom and they don't speak a word of the language, you'll be able to tell them how important their help will be. You'll be able to tell them that if you work together, if you model the tasks, if you use that silence routine I mentioned, if you show the students that they're supposed to repeat all the new words with the parroting techniques, I'm I'm sure your teaching assistant will feel like they can help you. It's really important to reassure your teaching assistant and to have that uh, solid relationship. They know you you have their back and they will help you in return. So I'm hoping that was very useful. Now I think it's time for the news.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News.
2: Following the death of Queen Elizabeth II, the Department for Education has issued guidance for schools. The period of national mourning will continue until the state funeral, but the guidance makes it clear that schools should remain open during this time. Ofsted reports are paused, but inspections will go ahead. The update suggests that schools may want to consider conducting special activities, holding assemblies, or adapting lessons to commemorate the life of Her Majesty. Whilst no official date has yet been set for the State Funeral, many media outlets are suggesting Monday September the 19th as a possible date. There is also speculation around whether the State Funeral proceedings would be classed as a public holiday something which would affect schools opening schools and other education settings across all four of the home nations have been involved in many events recognizing the late queen's 70 years of service to the united kingdom and the commonwealth with many media outlets carrying details of how her passing has been acknowledged by young people across all areas england's secretary of state for education kip malthouse acknowledged her majesty's devotion to public service northern ireland's michelle McIlveen referred to Her Majesty as a champion of education and an impeccable role model for children and young people and someone who will be missed immeasurably. The last public appearance of the Queen was on Tuesday the 6th of September when she appointed Liz Truss as Prime Minister. The new Prime Minister made cabinet announcements including the appointment of Kit Malthouse as Secretary of State for Education. Mr Malthouse replaces James Cleverley in a year that has seen many ministers take up and then leave the role. Mr Malthouse was first elected in 2015 and is the MP for North West Hampshire. His previous experience has been with the Home Office and the Ministry of Justice. He studied politics and economics at Newcastle University and is a qualified Chartered Accountant. Mr Malthouse is married and has three children. After a year of turmoil, Mr Malthouse is likely to need to promote stability as quickly as possible within his department while also taking steps to address the school funding crisis and issues brought about by further concerns around the cost of living. This has been Teachers Talk Radio News with Jo Fox.
0: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on
3: Teachers Talk Radio. Hello! This week, if you haven't already gone, it's time to return to school. So, what tech advice do I have for you? This episode is aimed more at teachers newer to the profession, but there may also be something for those with more experience here too. Here are my top tips for returning to or starting a new school. First up, put your name on your power lead especially if your school uses the same laptops for lots of teachers. It's so easy to leave your power lead behind and then find it's been taken by someone thinking it's theirs. When moving between rooms, always close your laptop lid and remove power leads and USB drives. This can be a pain, but impact on a USB drive sticking out while in transit can stop the port working. Same goes for a power port. Modern computers are incredibly tricky to fix if these ports are damaged, and therefore, that will be the end of your laptop. If you're using USB drives, start moving into the cloud. If your school hasn't already banned them, They will be considering it due to the increased risk of viruses posed by using them. Always start your information management system as soon as you arrive. This is the software you take your register on. Don't leave it until it's time to take the register. This software updates regularly and can sometimes take a while, especially after a break when technicians have had the time to maintain your school system. Finally, one of my favourite shortcuts. If you don't know this, feel free to let me know. I've changed your life. If you organise your internet bookmarks into folders, you can right-click on the folder and select Open All. This will open all of the web pages you'll be using in a lesson, saving you time and also making sure everything is loaded and ready to go. If this has given you food for thought, I'd love to hear from you. As we return to work, why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022, follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods. And that
0: was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your Tech Briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
1: Thank you for listening to the News Bulletin, dear listeners. Um, We've been talking about how to support the work of the teaching assistant in the modern foreign languages classroom. We've established that whether you have a specialist uh, in the language, which it means a native speaker, or just someone who speaks another language, or even a teaching assistant who doesn't speak any other language than English, if you are teaching in an English school in the UK. There are lots of strategies you can put in place to have a very profitable teacher-teaching assistant relationship in the classroom. But what I want to focus on now is something that I think is the cornerstone of education in the state school system, and something that is at the basis of all we try to achieve in our schools and that is behavior management according to my own experience as a parent and as an educator behavior management is the key to a successful partnership between teacher teacher teaching assistant and students and without behavior management without an efficient behavior management there is no learning happening so In a classroom where we teach languages, behavior has to adapt to the specificities of learning a language. A strict routine, self-discipline are essential in the classroom experience because remember, we are here to speak, think and learn in a different language. We cannot have a group of students chatting in English when we're trying to teach Mandarin or Urdu, Bengali, Polish, French or Spanish. We cannot. It is too distracting. And also remember, the brain is trying to always go for the easiest option. So if you hear a group of people speaking in English and you're not a very, very good speaker in another language your brain is going to switch to the English because it's easier. It's the language you're familiar with. So this will ruin your whole language teaching experience if there's a group of people, even if they are very, very quiet, but they're teaching, uh, they're chatting in English. So the rule is there is no target language, which means the language you're trying to learn, without a strict behavior policy applied from the first minute of the lesson to the last minute of the lesson. To have the best behavior management, the teaching assistant and the the teacher need to work together. They need to share the same vision of what is successful behavior management. They need to have the same rules and the same escalation process and they also need to share authority. So what does that mean? Well, it's simple. If you want to have a positive behavior management, you need to apply the same rule. Usually it's just the school rules, but they need to be applied consistently. They need to be applied at every lesson the same way. And the same set of consequences need to happen for every student in a fair way. Obviously, you can adapt if you have students with special needs, but then you need to make clear and you need to, be, to, make, to put in place some specific strategies. Having the same rules and escalation process is very important and also sharing authority. What do I mean by sharing authority? I mean, for instance, when I praise or when I tell my students off, I include my teaching assistant. For instance, I would say, uh, let's ask um, the teaching assistant what she thinks about this behaviour. Is it acceptable to do this? Is it acceptable to do that? And I know my teaching assistant knows the school rules as well as I do, so the teaching assistant would say, well, doing this is not acceptable, and this happens when someone does this sharing authority means that we are together on the same front and we know exactly what we're going to do and the students know there's no discrepancy there's nothing they can use against us the teaching team if you have a flaky relationship between the teaching assistant and the teacher the students are going to go for it and play on that discrepancy for instance they might say to the teaching assistant, oh, um, I need to go to the toilet. And so, you know, obviously if it's an emergency, it doesn't apply, but you know that some students want to go to the toilet every lesson and they can stay 10 minutes. They just do it to stay away from the lesson. So when you have a good teacher and teaching assistant relationship, the teaching assistant would say, well, you know what the teacher is gonna say about going to the toilet because you know the rule. And then we share authority. The teaching assistant might say, oh, miss, such and such is asking if they can go to the toilet. And then the teacher will say, well, we know what we do, miss, and we do not allow this. So if you share authority, you show the students that you are a team, you share the same view, and there's no way they can use it against you. So that is definitely something that needs work and that needs to be laid out before you face the students. You need to make sure your teaching assistant is on the same page as you and that's when I say an honest and positive um, habit of talking between the teacher and the teaching assistants are essential. What are my best tips for language teaching assistants? So. This is more for the native speaker, let's say the Spanish or the French uh, person who comes to the UK and is helping in a classroom. As I said, they might be doing this as an employee or they might do this on a voluntary basis, either in the hope of joining the school or as a vocational training for any reason that they need. So my best tips are, It is really important to work on exam practice in small groups. I just want parents who are listening to be able to realize that in many, many classes, we have up to 30 students in the room. I even had once 31 students in a class of GCSE students in year 11, which means that these students have an exam at the end of the year that matters for their future choices for university or colleges and i had 31 people we're supposed to make the students practice speaking for seven to eight minutes for their exam speaking in french or spanish seven or eight minutes is a long time for anyone who spent four or five years learning a language now if you give A minute or two of speaking to every student per lesson that will take your whole lesson so you can tell it's not practical there's too many of them so the beauty of having a teaching assistant who is a native speaker is that they can take three students out of the lesson and go through the exam they can focus on picture description they can use what I advise anyone to use is the PALM method, P-A-L-M-M, which is an acronym standing for people, action, location, mood, and weather as an inverted M. This is just so that the students know that they need to describe who's on the picture, what are they doing, where they are, what they're wearing, are they happy, do they look happy, is, is the sun shining or not? This is a method of picture description. And there's also role play, so imagine you're at the swimming pool in France and you want to book a ticket, that kind of thing. So you need to have your language teaching assistant for that. You need to have your language teaching assistant to talk about cultural aspects. For instance, the students love to ask their teaching assistant, what do you do for Christmas? How's your Christmas dinner? Or uh, if they don't celebrate Christmas, what do you do, etc. You also need your language teaching assistant to bring authentic materials. I'm always keen on having fashion catalogs, metro tickets, funny objects, um, for instance, a special teddy bear everybody had at certain times in France or Spain. These are the things that make your lessons fun for the students. And also, a language teaching assistant can bridge the generational gap between teenagers and older teachers. I am aware that a lot of teachers are very young when they start teaching. But when you get on with the years, you might not know anything about the new Spanish singer or French singer or Polish singer. So having a language teaching assistant who knows the who's fashionable on TikTok is really helpful to bring a little bit of modernity to your lesson planning. Now, my best tips for monolingual teaching assistants. So, the ones who do not speak the language you teach. As I said before, pair work. So, you ask the teaching assistant to model with you what you want the students to do. So, imagine you have a task. Uh, I really like this task. I use it a lot. It's called ping-pong reading. You have a text on the board half of the words are in blue and half of the other words are in black you can do uh, a syllable in black and a syllable in blue or a whole word or half a sentence and you ask each students to be by pair Um, the student on the left is going to read the blue text and the student on the right is going to read the black text so it makes them focus on pronunciation and as it's in an Alternate ways they have to listen to each other. Making teenagers listen to each other when they read in another language is a real tricky thing to do, and the ping pong reading helps. And it's also fun. You can ask them to mime playing ping pong every time they have to read, but I think it's too distracting. If they just focus on reading their colored text, that's great. So when you try to put that in place, ask the ta to do it with you she reads the blue or he reads the blue and you read the black text you model it for a minute and then the students can do it you make use of that teaching assistant. it's a person who's there and remember even if the teaching system doesn't speak french or spanish or the language you're teaching they can also pretend to be playing dumb and they can level with the students and make them feel better. It's really hard for my students to pronounce a French word in public. They feel awkward, they feel judged. If the teaching assistant shows them, oh, it doesn't matter if I butcher the pronunciation, what matters is that I'm trying and I'm having fun doing it, then it will encourage and motivate the students. So. Always make sure your teaching assistant is aware of the techniques, modeling, parroting, so repeating everything you say, and joining in uh, singing or repeating words. So I have teaching assistants that are wonderful and they learn the songs, the French songs I'm singing. And sometimes, because my brain is a bit distracted, I forget the tune so i look at my teaching assistant and she starts the song for me so it's really nice when we have that habit that routine we might sing these songs a lot but we know them by heart and our ta can step up when we need to so that that's a magic of good teaching when when the kids when the students and the ta start the song whereas i forgot my own lyrics um, I did mention using behavior management methods, and your monolingual teaching assistant can do that. It's easy for any adults teaching in a school to learn the silence routine, for instance. And can I just say, sometimes I use it up to more than 20 times. It will be something like 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, silence, s'il vous plaît. Most People can say that even if they don't speak French, or even if they had a horrible time doing their French GCSEs. Try and get your TA to say it with you. It will save your vocal cords, and also it shows the students if the TA can speak in French, you can do it too. Now, my tips for the MFL teacher, because I don't want to be patronizing, I try to do, um, inclusive teaching. I try to include all students, uh, students with send special needs, or students without, high achievers, um, students who struggle with motivation, and I try to include my teaching assistant in my teaching. But I also have to remind myself that I have a position of privilege in my classroom because I'm the class teacher, and we forget how, how easy it is to have a privilege because it becomes a part of us. So I always try to see the perspective and look at the gold coin of teaching on both sides. So I know that to achieve the best in learning and teaching a language, I need to only use the language I'm teaching. And I know it's really difficult and some students find it alienating. So what I need to do all the time is to make sure my lessons follow a strict routine that the students are comfortable with. So if I use the same song a hundred times, it doesn't matter, it's good. It's reassuring for some students with special needs. They might love having a a routine that they recognize. It's also drilling. If you listen to a song a hundred times, you're gonna learn the lyrics, even if it's in a different language. I, I bet if it was a, a Korean song, a K-pop song, they learned the lyrics, so why not in the language I'm teaching? And also, if I apply the same rules the same way, they become ingrained, they are memorized. So having a fast-paced lesson with a carefully orchestrated routine is gonna be the key to success. Don't change the routine if it works. Include songs, sing them every time, If you forget your tune because you're a bit distracted, your TA will be there for you. So my dear MFL teacher, make sure you include your TA, don't patronize your TA, always provide um, a very clear lesson plan and also be aware of the reality of exam pressure. So we're gonna focus on the exam pressure now because I think parents are really worried about this And I think teachers have that feeling that if the grades of their students are too low, they're gonna lose their jobs. And that students are thinking they're gonna waste their life opportunities if their grades are too low. And we forget that they had two years of disrupted education. So I want to remind everybody that the reality of exam pressure is here and we have to deal with it so that it doesn't affect mental well-being of teachers, students, and teaching assistants. So for a modern foreign language classroom, there are four skills in the exam. And each skill is worth 25% of the final grade. You have writing, you have reading, you have speaking, and you have listening. So it's, it's important to value each skill, not just writing, but also speaking and listening and reading. So when you're teaching a system in the UK or in any other countries in the world, unless you teach in a democratic school that doesn't follow um, the curriculum or a conventional um, system, if, if you work in a Rudolf Steiner or Montessori, it might be different, but most schools have a summative assessment at the end with pressure built into the system. So don't get me wrong, I think having an exam is good in the sense that it provides you with a deadline. It gives you a little bit of stress and positive stress is useful. I perform more when I know someone's gonna check what I'm doing (laughs) and I think a lot of people are the same. So a little bit of stress guides you. Maybe it gives you a thrill, a little bit of energy and then you're more devoted to your learning. So exam pressure can be healthy. But as a teaching assistant, because you're not delivering the lesson, you might have more time to look at the classroom. You might have more time to see who's smiling, who looks distraught and whose behavior has changed. So you might be able to see the ones who are suffering because of too much parental pressure, the ones whose mental health is deteriorating, the ones whose well-being is threatened, or the ones who have very unhealthy expectations about the exam, or even the students who have a total lack of understanding of what the exam is going to do their, to their experience at school. So be aware of life balance, be aware of all these as far as safeguarding is concerned. The teaching assistant is very powerful because they are perceptive and they have a bit more time to look at the children and they can raise the alarm if there's an issue so i think it's really important to have a teaching assistant in our classroom and also whether they are native speakers or not a teaching assistant can help prepare exams they it can they can help prepare the students to sit for the exam. Another method I would advise is always to do some one-to-one sessions or group sessions. Your teaching assistant, even if they don't speak the language, they can take a group of students out of the classroom and ask them so what is your exam like at the end of the year and if the students can't answer that or if they give wrong answers, if they don't know that they're going to have four skills evaluated, if they don't realize they're going to have to speak for seven to eight minutes with an examiner in the language they're learning, then the teaching assistant can report to the teacher and then another session is going to be built on exam preparation. So really, it's really important to have a teaching assistant who's aware of the exam, aware of the difficulties of the exam and can prepare the students Mentally, because we know it from um, sports people and from athletes, succeeding at a competition or an exam is 80% confidence and mental uh, preparation and 20% skills. The teacher can focus on the skills, but I would say the teaching assistant also needs to make sure the students believe in themselves, know what it takes and are prepared. So what matters for that gold coin of the teacher and teaching assistant relationship? It's the partnership. The partnership between the teaching assistant and the teacher will transform the classroom. If they're honest, if they work as a team, if they're not afraid of challenging each other, there will be dialogue and connection. It will give a good role model and a good example to the students, and it applies to the teaching system, the teacher, and the students. It informs all teaching, because teaching is about communication, and it relies on the social contributions of each parties. What I'm talking about now is dialogic teaching. Dialogic teaching has been it's a term coined in the early 2000s by Robin Alexander. Dialogic teaching means that every teaching is based on the power of talk. It's about engaging interest, stimulating thinking, advancing, understanding, expanding ideas and building and evaluating arguments. In the view of empowering students for lifelong learning, and democratic engagement. And this is why I'm saying the teaching assistant has to be valued in the classroom because they are lifelong learners, they're adults, and they need to have a role. It's about collaboration and giving support. The teacher needs to support the TA, the teacher needs to support the teacher, and both they can support the students better. I did mention that there isn't a teaching assistant in every classroom in the UK. And this is really sad, in my opinion. But if budgets are restricted, I understand that the teaching assistants are only redeployed in the classrooms where there's more than two or three students with special needs. So having specific methods devised by the team in charge of special educational needs um, is important so your teaching assistant will end up being a specialist by experience on the job training a specialist of adhd dyslexia dyspraxia and all other physical disabilities or neurodivergent situation that our students have most tas because they've been working with students with special needs know their students they provide that human connection and that direct contact that I as a teacher don't always have time to work on because remember I've got 30 students in my classroom so my TA actually might know way more than anyone about the students and way more about which strategies I need to apply to prop them up so it's very often I'm going to talk to my TA and say oh such and such a difficulties in this. What do you think we should do? And I ask for guidance and support from my TA because you know what? They follow these children in every classroom. They follow them in DT, in science, they know the students and they can give me excellent ideas. What do you do when you have students who are not with special needs but are what I call my distracted, distracting students? Well, the TA can really help by shadowing them. What I call shadowing is constantly being on their back, basically, like a shadow, but also a shadow who models what to do, a shadow who says, oh, take your book out, or you need to take your pen, or oh, the teacher said you need your green pen now, take your green pen out. So some teaching assistants are really onto these distracted, distracting students, and they get results. Because we need to be informed teachers. We know that some of these distracted, distracting students actually, it stems from trauma in childhood. So if we don't have the chance and the finances and the resources to have a trauma led wraparound care in our schools, at least with a teacher teaching assistant relationship at its optimum, we can work on this. And my advice is to work on friendship. And respect so the teaching assistant is the link between the teacher and the teenager who is struggling with the school environment the teaching assistant might have more time to support the emotional side of learning they might have more time to suggest ideas to get the student motivated and they might have more time to and also the occasion to share personal infos that might help the teacher to devise the best strategies whatever works we need the knowledge to reduce frictions and de-escalate situations. So it's very often that my TA knows when a child is getting upset or a child is not in a mood for learning, and then my TA just waves at me, and I usually just nod in assent. And my TA takes the child out, and they have a little time outside, and they ch- and they chat and they de-escalate. This is the perfect. Uh, situation when you have another pair of hands and some very supportive ears that are here to listen to the students I think it's invaluable invaluable apologies and this is when a teaching assistant shines in the classroom so I am talking a lot today and I just want to remind us that there's a lot of resources online for the teaching assistant and the the teacher. Um, There is a lot of ideas on Twitter, on Facebook as well, um, about organizing activities in smaller groups, using board games, using handcraft, art craft. Um, The teaching assistant is working alongside the students and the teachers on equal footing and we can develop strategies together, having a democratic ideal of of collaboration and commitment to achieve the best for our students. Ask your MFL department teachers who are specialists to help, ask them what they use. I personally find amazing resources online. There is apps for learning, there's online resources on subscription, Um, I could name names, but um, if if you need more help, just type apps for learning on your um, web search. There's also methods that are specific for teaching MFL, the sentence builder, the language gym, all these methods are great. If your TA could um, have a summary of each method, it might help them realize all the strategies that can be used. Now we also know that embassies cultural centers language centers uh, the Goethe Institute the Institut Français the Instituto Cervantes all these um, community language centers and also religious institutions have um, help available to to promote languages and I think we need to work together to make sure the language deficit in the UK is reduced and having a TA in a classroom is invaluable, whether they speak the language or not, as I said. So it was a delight to share these thoughts with my dear listeners about the teaching assistant. Obviously, I'm an advocate for having a teaching assistant in every classroom in the UK. Uh, We might have a new education secretary. We might want to let them know our views on having more TAs. And can I just be a little bit political here and advocate for better pay and working conditions for our teaching assistants? Because I think they deserve it. And a lot of them are mothers or also have children, and we want working mothers to have better wages in general. Thank you so much for listening, my dear listener. It's always a pleasure to spend some time with you. I'm gonna leave you with a last news bulletin and I wish you a relaxing Sunday evening and I will speak with you in your lovely company next Sunday at 5pm. Thank you.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News.
2: Following the death of Queen Elizabeth II, the Department for Education has issued guidance for schools. The period of national mourning will continue until the state funeral, but the guidance makes it clear that schools should remain open during this time. Ofsted reports are paused, but inspections will go ahead. The update suggests that schools may want to consider conducting special activities, holding assemblies, or adapting lessons to commemorate the life of Her Majesty. Whilst no official date has yet been set for the state funeral, many media outlets are suggesting Monday, September the 19th as a possible date. There is also speculation around whether the state funeral proceedings would be classed as a public holiday, something which would affect school's opening. Schools and other education settings across all four of the home nations have been involved in many events recognising the late Queen's 70 years of service to the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth With many media outlets carrying details of how her passing has been acknowledged by young people across all areas. England's Secretary of State for Education Kit Malthouse acknowledged Her Majesty's devotion to public service. Northern Ireland's Michelle McKilveen referred to Her Majesty as a champion of education and an impeccable role model for children and young people and someone who will be missed immeasurably. The last public appearance of the Queen was on Tuesday the 6th of September when she appointed Liz Truss as Prime Minister. The new Prime Minister made cabinet announcements including the appointment of Kit Malthouse as Secretary of State for Education. Mr Malthouse replaces James Cleverley in a year that has seen many Ministers take up and then leave the role. Mr Malthouse was first elected in 2015 and is the MP for North West Hampshire. His previous experience has been with the Home Office and the Ministry of Justice. He studied politics and economics at Newcastle University and is a qualified chartered accountant. Mr Malthouse is married and has three children. After a year of turmoil, Mr Malthouse is likely to need to promote stability as quickly as possible within his department, while also taking steps to address the school funding crisis and issues brought about by further concerns around the cost of living. This has been Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox.
0: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers
3: Talk Radio. Hello! This week, if you haven't already gone, it's time to return to school. So, what tech advice do I have for you? This episode is aimed more at teachers newer to the profession, but there may also be something for those with more experience here too. Here are my top tips for returning to or starting a new school. First up, put your name on your power lead especially if your school uses the same laptops for lots of teachers. It's so easy to leave your power lead behind and then find it's been taken by someone thinking it's theirs. When moving between rooms, always close your laptop lid and remove power leads and USB drives. This can be a pain, but impact on a USB drive sticking out while in transit can stop the port working. Same goes for a power port. Modern computers are incredibly tricky to fix if these ports are damaged, and therefore that will be the end of your laptop. If you're using USB drives, start moving into the cloud. If your school hasn't already banned them, They will be considering it due to the increased risk of viruses posed by using them. Always start your information management system as soon as you arrive. This is the software you take your register on. Don't leave it until it's time to take the register. This software updates regularly and can sometimes take a while, especially after a break when technicians have had the time to maintain your school system. Finally, one of my favourite shortcuts. If you don't know this, feel free to let me know. I've changed your life. If you organise your internet bookmarks into folders, you can right-click on the folder and select Open All. This will open all of the web pages you'll be using in a lesson, saving you time and also making sure everything is loaded and ready to go. If this has given you food for thought, I'd love to hear from you. As we return to work, why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022, follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods. And that was
0: Two Minute Tech. Two minute te- You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.